0: Hello, this is the fire department. <laughs> I'm not
1: talking.
2: Sir? Hello.
3: At around 5 a.m. on February 19th, 2020, an LA dispatcher gets a chaotic 911 call. It's from Ben Lust, an A&R at Pop Smoke's record label. He's inside an Airbnb in the Hollywood Hills. Hello. He's frantic. Pop Smoke has just been shot.
0: Uh, yes. Hello, it's yes. the fire department. I know, but you're not talking. We're already on the way. Do you know what to do? No. Okay, then listen to me. I'm going to tell you how to help this person. I, I'm listening. I'm, listening.
4: I'm okay.
0: listening. Okay, now listen. The person
4: got
0: huh? here. Bro. Okay. Are you in a safe place, sir?
4: Yeah, I don't know. I
0: don't know. Unknown. Okay.
3: As the sun comes up, the news starts making its way through the Victor Victor record staff until it gets to Stephen Victor the head of the label.
0: So I I ended up getting on the phone with with Ben and Shiv, and he was, like, hysterical. He was like, yo, Pop got shot, Pop got shot. I'm like, what?
3: All they know is there were intruders in the house, and they shot Pop. Now Pop is being taken to the hospital. Amani Brianna Alexander, who watched Pop grow up at St. Paul Church, actually lives in L.A. now. She also gets an urgent call around 7 a.m. from another church friend. She calls me, she's just like, Hey, like, I don't know what's happening, Bashar's at the hospital. So Amani drives straight to Pop's hospital. And I'm like, Okay, I'm on my way. But when she gets there, it's a mess.
4: I'm asking for him and you know, no one, no one is telling me anything. They're like, He's not here, he's not here.
3: The staff is giving Amani the runaround.
4: I hear the cops talking about him over on the side. And so I'm, like, trying to go up to them to be like, okay, like, y'all are talking about my brother, like, what's happening? Like, you need to tell me what's happening.
3: Pop's not in the system. She can't see him because they don't have the same last name. It's one excuse after another. Amani's repeatedly calling Pop's mom. No answer. She needs to see Pop. Whatever state he's in, she doesn't want him to be alone.
4: His mom isn't here. Like, I need to be with him until his mom gets here. And she knows that he's just sitting there by himself, like, like this is not okay. It just does not sit well with me that this child, that like this baby is like by himself.
3: The other people who had been in the Airbnb with Pop were all at the police station. The cops had brought them there as witnesses. And the hospital personnel eventually tell Amani that's where she needs to go if she wants any more information. So she heads there. But the cops don't tell her anything. She goes back to the hospital. She spends the next few hours in an endless loop, driving back and forth from the hospital to the police station, trying to get someone to tell her something. And in the middle of one of the trips, Pop's mom finally calls her back.
4: I was in the middle of the street, and I just, like, I literally just, like, collapsed.
3: They had lost Pop hours before. The official time of death was 5.12 a.m. on February 19th, 2020. Now at 11, we're following breaking news. A rap star on the rise killed during a violent home invasion in the Hollywood Hills this morning. The music world is in shock, as police search for the shooter? Welcome to Complex Subject Pop Smoke. It's a show about how a kid from Canarsie, Brooklyn took his neighborhood sound and its beefs and used it all to become a superstar and how it all got taken away too soon This is episode six, Life After Death. I'm your host, Punch. Here's what we know about Pop Smoke's death. Pop was in L.A. working on his new studio album, He brought his friend Mike D, as well as his photographer. They were all staying at an Airbnb mansion in the Hollywood Hills. It's owned by one of the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. On February 18th, the night before the shooting, Pop posted a video on social media showing off a package he got from the fashion designer and Mary. Wait, Mike and Mary, Mike and (laughs) Mary. Billy Jean, Billy Jean. Good looks, Mike and Mary. Gifts. The camera lingered over his bags of clothes. On one of the bag's tags, you can clearly see the address of the Airbnb Pop staying at, which gave his killers an idea. Later that night, Pop was in the studio with On Point OP, another woo rapper from Canarsie. At 2 a.m., a car full of members of the Hoover criminal gang arrive at the Airbnb. They got the address from the video, and now they want Pop's watch, his chain, whatever else they can get but they see a bunch of Pop's friends in there, so they drive away. They came back a little bit before 4 a.m. with more people, and sneak in the house through the back. There's a balcony there that allows them to get up to the second floor where the bedrooms are. They have guns, but the oldest member of the crew, who's all of 19 years old, tell the others, don't shoot anybody, don't kill anybody. So they wait a few minutes, and then Pop gets back to the Airbnb with Mike D and a woman he'd met before at a concert. They hang out in the kitchen for a few minutes, then go upstairs. Mike D goes to one bedroom, and Pop and the woman go to another one. After a little while, Pop gets out of bed and takes a shower. That's when four or five guys bust into the bedroom. They get in through a sliding glass door that separates the bedroom from the balcony. One of the robbers holds a gun to the woman's head. He takes her phone in her purse. He tells her, shut the fuck up. Do you want to die? The other guys go to the bathroom and confront Pop. They ask him for his jewelry. Pop gives it up, and one of the robbers even says, thank you, but then Pop rushes them. One of the guys pistol whips Pop and then shoots him in the chest. Pop still manages to run downstairs. The robber shoots him two more times, and then all the invaders run out the house. Pop's laying at the foot of the stairs, bleeding. Mike D starts chest compressions, but it's too late. According to the cops, this was a robbery gone wrong. Home invasions of rappers and celebrities are big business in LA. But that morning, shit went left. All the robbers got was Pop's watch and a woman's phone and purse. They were in such a rush to leave that they missed a huge stack of cash just sitting in a kitchen drawer. Everyone who was arrested for this was extremely young. The kid who allegedly pulled the trigger was only 15 years old. Police say that all of the people arrested for the incident were members of the Hoover Criminals gang, looking to raise their clout by robbing a rapper. Back in Brooklyn, Samaria Nisa, who's been dating Pop, was sleeping in. She wakes up to two missed calls from her mom.
2: Yeah, mother called you twice. you like, all right, like, what's going on? Like, is everything okay? And, yeah, that's when she told me. Um, and I remember at first, I was like, like, I really didn't believe it. And I assumed automatically that it was fake.
3: So she calls Pop, but he doesn't pick up. She panics.
2: I was blowing his phone. Like, I was texting him, like, baby, please pick up, stuff like that. Like, I was calling his phone, like.
3: But then she sees a news video that stops her cold. Pop's body on a gurney being taken out of the LA Airbnb.
2: When I saw the video, though, like, that's when I knew it was true. You know what I'm saying? I know his body. I know, like, how he shaped. I know he looked like, when he lay I know how he looked from every angle, from the back and the side.
3: Samaria doesn't know what to do with herself, so she drives to Pop's mom's house.
2: I see his mother. His mother is, like... You can imagine. Like, she's sitting on the steps. She's just out of it, like... So I remember I just stood there for a minute, trying to, like, take everything in. It's just getting more and more real. I started crying, because I remember his mother was just, like, calling out for him, like, you know? You ever seen that? That is sad. Like his mother was like, "Sure, you took my son. Like, she was just crying. And she was like, I can't believe, like, and then she would, she would like stop for a second. Like somebody might call her. She would talk, she would stop crying. And she would be sitting there, regular. Like his mother really is just like him. Like, she would be sitting there, she might even laugh. Like, she sees something funny, somebody's sitting there funny, she'll laugh. And then she'd just be sitting there, she'd be looking at she'd be like, damn, my son, (laughs) like, my son,
3: like. The news spreads like wildfire. I talked to Jay Guapo, Pop's close friend and rapper about that day. I know this is going to tug on you a bit, but can you put me back in that mind state that day, you know, that Wednesday morning when you wake up? Did you get a phone call? Did you see it on the gram? I was in Miami
0: the night before, uh, while the plane was landing. And one of my bros from Miami called me. I was just with him last night. He was like, yo, pop, just passed. Shit just bust my head and start tearing on the plane. Like I didn't even get off the plane until everybody else got off. Crazy. So, yeah, I was just crying all day.
3: I can imagine. It's weird, man. You know, me and him, I, I got a chance to talk to him because we had got into it. Uh, You know, we had got into it like, probably like, maybe like a week or so before he had passed. And um, he mad at some interview shit I had said, and it got clipped and- It hit me hard too. Before his last trip to LA, Pop and I got into this stupid little back and forth. Takashi, the first one to say woo on record. Mm -hmm. What a shit, Potspone saying woo? Yeah. Takashi saying it on stupid. When I woo, woo back, ah, 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 those my guys. I said some shit in the interview, and it got edited and cut up weird you know, for some clout. And he reacted off of it. If you know what who is, you wouldn't be talking like that, nigga. Keep my name out your fucking mouth. I keep telling niggas, keep your name But we talked through it, Yo. squashed it really easy. Because negativity spreads real fast and before everybody goes crazy wildfire, i just rather just talk about it now so that nobody thinks that I'm running from the shit. If it did come out where I quoted it really red, my fault to all my, my Brooklyn comrades, all my niggas who the wool, I get it. He was killed three days later. So even though me and Pop had cleared things up, it felt like we had unfinished business. There was still so much more to tend to. And even the town felt the same way. It's like we had this rising star that was about to take us out of here, and it just got cut short. I mean, everybody in Canarsie felt like he was one of us, that he was the representation for us. He was going to take Flossie to the sky. So in true Flossie fashion, we had to celebrate Pop, and we had to make it feel different. And shit. Did the town come out? The smoke. Legendary. Just two weeks after Pop died, there was a giant procession in Canarsie, fit for a king. The casket was inside of a white buggy encased with glass walls, and it was carried through the streets of Canarsie by two men in top hats and suits who were sitting on these huge white horses. The streets were beyond packed. It didn't feel like a funeral, it felt way more like a party, a celebration. saw all kinds of people drinking, smoking, dancing. I mean, the police didn't even stop anything. You could hear pop songs blasting out of every car. Even the woo and the cho called the truce for a few hours. No matter what side you were on, you had to give it up for pop. We lost one. We wound through the whole neighborhood, started off on Zo Block, East 82nd and Flatlands, popular block in Canarsie, and ended up all the way on the 092, East 92nd and Seaview Avenue, Pops Block. I just wanna say we love you, Pop Smoke. Never be forgotten. Rest in peace, Pop Smoke. We love you, Pop. Hey. The next day, there was a funeral service. While the procession was for everybody, this was different. It was for the people who knew and loved Bashar Jackson. Samaria was there.
2: It was the biggest and most beautiful funeral I've ever been to in my whole life. So everybody there, the minister, everybody knew him personally, like, from since he was a kid. So that alone, like, made it that much more beautiful. Everybody had a personal story to share. And the saddest part, like, they had, like, these people
1: wrote these poems. Somewhere there is a spirit of a colored boy. Head plaited like the L train, tracks on tracks on tracks, with an alabaster teeth and a trombone throat.
3: Jennifer Falu met Pop at St. Paul when he was around nine years old. She was known as the cool auntie. This is part of the poem she read that day.
1: Here lies a colored boy who even in the empty knew his mother was coming. Here lies a colored boy who even after the empty knew we were coming as he belongs to us. Still, in spite of, because of, life after death. Notorious, or Nipsey, or Malcolm, or Baldwin, or Bashar, or Bismillah, bringer of good news and good news. So this poem is for the colored boys. This poem is for the warriors who the church discarded when the finger bend became too much for the colored boys who pray even when God is the weapon formed against them. This poem is for the colored boys who don't listen but keep their ear to the streets. Who don't always come home, but know where home is. For the colored boys who are so done with death, they refuse to die. Here lies a colored boy whose voice will live forever. So press play for the colored boy who refused to die. Press play for the colored boy who refused to remain small. Press play for the colored boy so bright with rebellion, but he knew his father was coming. Here lies a colored boy who knew he was God. So press play. Press play. Press play. A. 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 Woo. Woo.
3: Welcome back. For months after Pop's death, the LAPD's investigation into his murder went nowhere. Just weeks after Pop was killed, COVID hit. The whole country went into lockdown. That slowed the investigation way down, and it began to seem like we'd never get any kind of answer. And then, on July 9th, there was a break, a big one.
1: The LAPD has just made several arrests in the shooting death of rapper Pop Smoke. Three men and two teenagers have been arrested.
3: All five suspects were linked to the Hoover criminals, an LA-based gang. Some of them had a violent past. They were connected to a 2019 murder that happened in the parking lot of a football stadium. Out of the five arrested, four have been charged. Two adults and the two teenagers. The case against them is moving very slowly. One of the alleged killers has a high-powered lawyer on his side, Christopher Darden, O.J. Simpson's former prosecutor. In the aftermath of Pop's death, Steven Victor felt completely fucked up about it. He lost a lot more than a star artist. He lost his whole life's focus. He went from spending most of his time looking after pop and planning his every move to nothing. Before Steven had even finished grieving, he had to face the question of what to do with pop's music. Pop was about 80% done with his album when he died. It was gonna be his big move into the mainstream. It would have commercial songs, the marketing bucks, to get him to the top of that Billboard 100. This album would be the chance for Pop to show the world everything he could do. That he wasn't just drill.
1: Well,
4: you ain't know I could sing.
3: <laughs> at first, Stephen couldn't bring himself to think about the unfinished music at all. But a conversation with 50 Cent changed his mind. When I came back from LA and I went to see 50, and he was like, when
0: are you gonna put his album out? And I was like, I'm not putting this out now. The fuck are you talking about? And he was like, the fuck are you talking about? And I was like, yo, I can't even listen to his music, let alone work on an album. And he was like, nah, you're being selfish. You're being emotional. Like, I get you're depressed and all that. But he was like, you can't. He wouldn't want you to do that. Like, he would want his music to come out, be successful, feed his family, and
3: finish the journey that he started. Steven decided to make the album. And pull out all the stops.
0: Some West Coast shit.
3: It went crazy with the features. Roddy Rich, Quavo, Future, 50 Cent, Tyga, Carol G, Sway Lee, both Lil Baby and the Baby. Roddy Rebel of Bobby Schmerder's GS9 crew even dropped the verse from behind bars. This is a prepaid collect call from
4: I got the call behind the border, they let the
3: some critics later would say that there were too many voices on the album, but Stephen wanted to do everything he could to elevate pop. Shoot For The Stars, Aim For The Moon came out on July 3rd, 2020, a little less than five months after pop was killed. It quickly hit number one on the Billboard album chart. Every single one of the 19 songs made the hot 100, and as I'm saying these words, the album is still number three in the country. You might think this would bring Steven some peace, maybe even make him happy. His plan to establish pop with drill music and then take him mainstream, oh well, shit, it worked. But when I talked to Steven about it, happy was the last word that came to mind. I can't even like listen to his music. It's weird because it's
0: like, you know, to see the success that the album is having, it's kind of just like, what? Like who, yeah. you know, you, you, almost, you almost don't want that. Hmm. In a, in a sick way, you know what I'm saying?
3: Because mm-hmm. then he can't feel the wind, you mean.
0: He can't feel the wind and it's everything is like in front of you at all times. It's like the most painful, like numb feeling. Like I, I don't think that I'll ever get over it. Just because of the kind of person yeah. that he was and how close to he was. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because I've, I've had other people close to me pass away. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Um, and it,
3: definitely hurt
0: on like many, many levels, but with Pop, it was just like different.
3: In Minneapolis tonight, tensions are high as four police officers have been fired after a man was pinned to the ground and died. The incident was caught on camera. On May 25th, 2020, just a few months after Pop's murder, George Floyd was killed by a white Minneapolis police officer. The killing set off giant protests all over the country. And in New York, Dior quickly becomes the anthem of the streets. To me and a lot of other people, Dior's past best song. I first heard it before it was called Dior, back when it was called Micah Mary. I knew from the first time I heard it, that was going to be huge. Now I got to wonder why this song became the protest anthem. There's no easy way to answer that, but I think people just connected the murder of George Floyd to how much they miss pop, another black man who was taken too early and gone too soon. When I think about Pop, I see a kid who got caught up in the gang life, who loved basketball, who had all this untapped power. We got to see just the beginning of the story, and we all wonder how far he could have gone. But what he did leave us with is proof that we matter. He took the sound of Canarsia and made the world listen. He took a couple designer brands and made you flossy. So when you say Pop, don't forget to smoke. Rest in peace, my brother. Complex Subject Pop Smoke is a Spotify original podcast in partnership with Complex. This episode was written and reported by Sean Sotero. Our senior producer is Shiva Bayan. Our associate producer and sound designer is Mira El Rahim. Our editor is Audrey Quinn. Our engineer is William Smith. Original music by Johnny Baker. Additional research done by Sophia Steinert-Evoy. Executive producers from Spotify include Gina Delva and Jifa Yador. Executive producers from Complex include Donnie Kwok, Nick Wang, and Justin Killian. Special thanks to Alec Friedman, Jessica Dow, Eric Skelton, Chancel Korea, Taliba Newman, and Jennifer Stewart. I'm your host, Punch.